at the end of the day, I, I want I want it to be a blessing to you. Um, that's 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 my endeavor. I just want it to be a blessing to you guys. So I'm glad you guys said that it was great. It was a blessing to you. Um, it, I posted it, so it is. I just posted it right before we got started, so um, it should be up now, and you guys can go and listen to it. Um, and then I'll probably post some video clips later on. I'll probably, um, you know, yeah, I'll post some video clips uh, later on as well, and I'll send you guys some links to that. <laughs> as well on Patreon. So anyway, thank you for coming through. And I'm, I'm, I'm just glad it was a blessing to you guys. We're going to continue our study on the church. And last night you saw that I kind of get, I get, I get, sometimes I get passionate about it because again, um, I'm really passionate about the church. And so, uh, I kind of dug in a little bit. Um, but, uh, I'm, I hope that by the end of the night, you came up with the conclusion that the church is not a building and that you came with the conclusion, at least arrived to the conclusion that when we overly exalt the church as a building and location, it actually gets in the way of what God actually wants to do through his people. And so, um, so I dug in on that, um, because the Bible says Otherwise, not only is the church not a building, thinking of the building as a church is antithetical to the gospel. It's an it's antithetical to the work that Christ did on the cross. And so um, I had to break that down for y'all. The church is not a building, y'all. Um, so, yeah, I posted it. You guys can go check it out. Um, it's available to you. And I'll probably post some clips on YouTube as well. But that's not what we're here to do. We're here to continue on with our read and rant and um <clears throat> <clears throat> it is Friday. Um, I, as I mentioned before, I will be uh, devoting some Fridays just to prayer, uh, going live with you guys on prayer. And maybe I'll post the prayers or the live prayers um, on Patreon as well. I'm still debating on that, still working through what I want to put on Patreon, what I don't want to put on Patreon or what I want to uh, refrain from putting on Patreon because prayer can sometimes be a very intimate activity and an intimate endeavor and you know, do I really want that content in perpetuity out there? That's that's one of my questions. And so anyway, I'm still working through that. I don't know if, if we're going to do do it that way, but we will at least host it live. And um, I'm looking for maybe every other Friday. Oh, my gosh. Today's not Friday. Goodness gracious. Today's Thursday. But it will. I, I don't believe it'll be this Friday. Goodness gracious, guys. I've lost all track of time. Um, it, it won't be this Friday, but it will likely be next Friday that we spend some time. <laughs> you guys, for real. Uh, we'll, we'll do it maybe next time. Y'all pray for me, man. It's, it's, it's already a rough start to the morning. Um, anyway, uh, but let's get to it, guys. We're here for the read and read. We want to spend some time with the reading of the word. Uh, yesterday, we read Psalm 119, uh, where... Um, we uh, uh, journeyed through the longest chapter in the Bible, and we spent our whole time in reading in Psalm 119. And I believe it was a very fruitful time for us, really orienting us to how important the Word of God is in our lives. It is, I would call, the manifesto for the read and rant, Psalm 119. And so, uh, but we're going to continue on, and we're going to continue to journey through uh, through the Book of Psalms. We've been reading all the way from Genesis. Now we're getting to the tail end of the book of Psalms and uh, we're in the fifth book of Psalms. And so we're going to read from Psalm 120 and then we're going to go as the Lord leads. I don't have anything planned. We're just going to spend about 
um, 20 minutes reading the word and then we'll spend some time reflecting on the word and it's you know i've, I've got nothing planned we're just gonna you guys will just have a chance to eavesdrop on uh me thinking out loud and me sharing some thoughts with you so i, I do want to involve you in that conversation as well so let us pray um i got i got to shorten the time today because i have uh, some other engagements and so let, let's pray let's get right to it and um and see where the lord leads us father i ask today Lord, that you uh, would just reveal yourself. Lord, we come today with the question, what are you revealing concerning yourself? What are you revealing concerning your people? And what are you revealing today concerning me? Each and every one of us individually. Lord, speak to us today as we uh, engage with your word. And we ask that in your name we pray. Amen. Let us read Psalm 120. It says this. In my distress, I cried to the Lord, and he heard me. Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips, from a deceitful tongue. What shall be given to you, or what shall be done to you, you false tongue? Sharp arrows of the warrior with coals of a broom tree. Woe is me that I dwell in Meshech, that I dwell in the tents of Kedar. My soul has dwelt too long with one who hates peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. Hmm. Psalm 121. I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence my help comes. Well, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. I will not allow your foot to be moved. Who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth, even forevermore. Psalm 122, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built as a city that is compact together, where the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, to the testimony of Israel, to give thanks to the Lord, to the name of the Lord. For thrones are set there for judgment, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Peace be within your walls, prosperity within your palaces. For the sake of my brethren and my companions, I will now say peace be within you. Because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. Psalm 123, unto you I lift up my eyes. O you who dwell in the heavens, behold, as the eyes of the servant look to the hand of their masters, as the eyes of the maid to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God until he has mercy on us. Have mercy on us, O Lord, have mercy on us, for we are exceedingly filled with contempt. Our soul is exceedingly filled with the scorn of those who are at ease, with the contempt of the proud. 
Mm. And to you, I lift up my eyes. Mm. Psalm 124. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us alive. When their wrath was kindled against us, then the waters would have overwhelmed us. The stream would have gone over our soul. Then the swollen waters would have gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as prey to their teeth. Our soul has escaped as a bird from the snare of the fowlers, the snare of the broken, and we have escaped. Our name is in the name, sorry, our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. The Lord, the strength of his people, Psalm 125, those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved, but abides forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people. <laughs> From this time forth and forever, for the scepter of the wicked shall not rest on the land allotted to the righteous, lest the righteous reach out their hands to iniquity. Do good, O Lord, to those who are good and to those who are upright in their hearts. As for such as turn aside in their crooked ways, the Lord shall lead them away with the workers of iniquity. Peace be upon Israel. Psalm 126. When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter, our tongue with singing. Then they came among the nations. The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad. Bring back our captivity, O Lord, as the streams of the south, in the south. Those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. He who continually goes forth weeping, bearing seed for sowing, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Psalm 127. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who builds it. Ooh, you should have been at Bible study yesterday. <laughs> Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. <laughs> It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he gives his beloved sleep. Behold, the children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has a quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but shall speak with their enemies in the gate. Hmm. Psalm 128. Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. When you eat the labor of your hands, you shall be happy and it shall be well with you. 
Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine in the very heart of your house, your children like olive plants all around your table. Behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. The Lord bless you out of Zion. And may you see the good of Jerusalem all the days of your life. Yes, may you see your children's children. Peace be upon Israel. Psalm 129. Many a time they have afflicted me from my youth. Let Israel now say, Many a time they have afflicted me from my youth, yet they have not prevailed against me. The plowers plowed on my back. They made their furrows long. Sorry, their furrows long. The Lord is righteous. He has cut in pieces the cords of the wicked. Let all those who hate Zion be put to shame and turned back. Let them be as the grass on the housetops, which withers before it grows up, with which the reaper does not fill its hand, nor he who binds sheaves his arms. Neither let those who pass by them say, Blessing of the Lord be upon you. We bless the name of the Lord. Let's keep going. Psalms 130. Out of the depths, I have cried out to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If you, Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But there's forgiveness with you that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord. My soul awaits. And in his word, I do hope. My soul awaits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning. Yes, more than those who watch for the morning. Oh, Israel, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord, there is mercy and with him an abundant redemption. And he shall redeem Israel from all his iniquities. Hmm. Psalm 131, Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor my eyes lofty, neither do I concern myself with great matters, nor with things too profound for me. Surely I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with his mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. Oh, Israel, hope in the Lord from this time forever. Sorry, from this time forth and forever. Psalm 132. Lord, remember David in all his afflictions. How he swore to the Lord and vowed to the mighty one of Jacob. Surely I will not go into the chamber of my house or go up to the comfort of my bed. I will not, I will not give sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids until I find a place for the Lord a dwelling place for the mighty one of Jacob. Behold, we heard of it and Ephrathah. We found it in the fields of the woods. Let us go into his tabernacle. Let us worship at his footstool. Arise, O Lord, to your resting place, you in the ark of your strength. Let your priests be clothed with righteousness and your saints shout for joy. For your servant David's sake, do not turn away the face of your anointed. The Lord has sworn in truth to David. He will not turn from it. 
I will set upon your throne the fruit of your body, if your sons will keep my covenant and my testimony, which I shall teach them. Their sons shall sit upon the throne forever, for the Lord has chosen Zion. He has desired it for his dwelling place. There's so much to unpack. This is my resting place forever. Here I will dwell, for I have desired it. I will abundantly bless her provision. I will satisfy her poor with bread. I will also clothe her priests with salvation. And her saints shall shout aloud for joy. There I will make the horn of David grow. I'll prepare a lamp for my anointed. His enemies I will clothe with shame. But upon himself, his crown shall flourish. Psalm 133. Behold, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron running down on the edge of his garments. It is like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore. Psalm 134. Behold, bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, who by night stand in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. The Lord who made heaven and earth bless you from Zion. Last one. <clears throat> Actually, no, we'll stop there. Yeah, we'll stop there. This is a good time for us to stop. And the reason why I say this is a good time for us to stop, and we can keep reading, but I'd like for us to be attentive to this portion of our reading um, this morning. I have a few thoughts. Um, first of all, all I can think about as I was prayerfully reading through this, because this is what we do. If you're here for the first time, we just read through the Bible. That's all we're doing. I want to read through the Bible with you. I want to journey with you. I want you to read with me. In the same way that I ask you to pray with me, I want you to read with me. Because I believe that when you do it for yourself, it, it, it changes your life. It profoundly changes your life. I want to empower you. I don't want you to be dependent on anyone. I want you to have a personal relationship with your Heavenly Father. That's, that's, that's my desire. And so I want you to read with me. I want you to journey with me. And of course, you know, if some of you can't stay, you know, for the entire time, I'm okay with that. I'd rather you just show up at eight o'clock, read with me. And then at 820 or 825, whenever we get out, you know, you could just get off. That's fine with me. I'm not here for you to listen to me, but I've given you an opportunity um, to eavesdrop on just my thoughts. And so, yeah, I'm thinking aloud and somehow I, end up putting these on a podcast and and somehow you guys continue to listen to it and we're uh, on our way to 80,000 downloads y'all which is incredible um to see how many of you have have jumped on to the read and rant podcast i thank all the patrons as well who support um you guys have made all of this possible um so i want to thank my patrons and it was with my patrons yesterday that we spent time in bible study and as i was thinking out loud well, as I'm now going to think out loud, is 
it seems so fitting that we are reading this portion of the scripture after the teaching I gave you guys last night. Last night, we did a teaching on the building, the church building, and how the church is not a building. We talked about how Jesus did away with religion. As a matter of fact, it was the one frustration that every religion had. They had an issue with Christians because the Christians were not religious. Christianity is an institution that has been created, but in the scriptures, we know it as the way. And they refer to these people as the followers of the way because they were irreligious. As a matter of fact, I will say that the Christian faith is anti-religion. <laughs> and we talked about how Christ dismantled the necessity of a building. And I, I just posted the audio on Patreon, so you guys can go and check it out. It was a two-hour Bible study, and it was a good time. Um, I got a little lit at some points, and I hope you guys can stick with me. But I, I did, I, I wanted to make sure that I really, um, I gave you a lot of scripture to help support this claim that the church is not a location you go to. The church is not a building. The church is not the stained glass. It's not the steeple. It's not the, the church isn't any of those things. It isn't any of those things. I also spoke yesterday and just a quick little thing, because this is going to all apply to what we talked about is the power that a human being has. A human being has incredible power. How so? Because wherever a human is, a human can define the region that they're located in. A piece of land is nothing until a human occupies it. And when a human occupies it, a human will determine what that piece of territory and that piece of land is. That's why you can have a building and once a doctor walks into it, it can become a hospital. You can have a baker and when a baker walks into the same building, that building becomes a bakery. You can have a cook or a chef walk into the same building and that building becomes a restaurant. And therefore, it is not the building that defines itself, but rather the person in the building that defines it. So if the church is just defined by a building, we've strongly diminished who the church truly is. It is the people who enter the building. And when we understand the people as the church, then we'll understand the church can be whatever it needs to be, wherever it is, because where Christ is there, the church is. So if you show up to the toilet, it becomes the church. If you show up to uh, a warehouse, it becomes the church. Wherever you go and you occupy, that becomes the church. Wouldn't it be amazing when people begin to realize that they represent the power and the presence of God, where everywhere they go, Christ occupies. So the boardroom now, when the CEO has been filled with the Holy Spirit, the boardroom becomes the church. Uh, the teacher's lounge becomes the church. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, the nurse's lounge becomes the church. The, the hospital becomes the church because now that person is occupying with the presence of God in that location. We need to stop thinking of the church as a location. The church is not a building. The church is not stained glass and a steeple. The church is the people. That's what defines the church.
And if people aren't in it, it is not a church. If people of God, if they are not in it, it's not a church. Did you know? Stay with me, fam. Did you know that that beautiful church you see across the street with the stained glass and the steeple and the cross on top of it, you know when nobody's there, it's not a church. Because that building isn't a church. No, the building is not a church. The people, that is the church. And so where the people occupy, that's when it becomes a church. So until people show up in it who are filled with the Holy Spirit, it is not a church. And what we talked about is how Christ did away with the temple. Christ did away with it. And we, you guys can go check out the teaching. Um, I'm not here to break down that teaching. That was two hours. I'm not here to, to do that. But I'm here to bring awareness to it because this fits with what we've read here today. And the reason why it fits with what we read here today is because today what we're reading is, is we just read what we know as the Songs of Ascent or the Psalms of Ascent. Remember what I told you guys before, that the book of Psalms is, it's not a book, it's actually a collection of songs. And these songs were sung. Um, these songs were sung. So they were poetic. There was symbolism, imagery, and yet deep theological implications can be found in them. Um, they, it was music with deep theological undertones. But it was just songs. And the Psalms can be broken up into these sections and we find different sections in the book of Psalms. It's not really a book. It's more like books. And so these different sections, eventually they were curated to communicate a message, to communicate a theme, to communicate an idea. And so what we're reading is the fifth section or the fifth book in Psalms. And in the fifth book in Psalms, the chapters that we read right before Psalm 119, these Psalms were Psalms that spoke about the anticipation of a coming Messiah, of a coming Messianic King who would make all things right in the world. There was an anticipation of God is going to restore things and make things right. Eden will be restored because we done messed it up. And because we done messed it up, we're still called by God. And so there was this anticipation of God making it right, meaning because they knew they were chosen by God. They knew God can make things right, even for them. And so they lamented what, what got them there. But then they oh, rejoiced and anticipated where God's about to take them. <laughs> drives me nuts because I can't help but want to put a beat to the lyrics. Yeah, because it's music. That, the, the actual song, you know, I always thought maybe next time when I start, maybe next time when we do a read and rant, we go back again through the book of songs. I may actually try to read it with a certain uh, rhythm uh, uh, just so you guys could see how these were songs that were sung over and over again. Psalm 119 is the alphabet psalm. Um, 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet, eight verses in each section, really to highlight 
the importance of the law to the children of Israel and the importance of the word of God. So in the fifth book, it's split into two parts, really. The fifth book is split into the first part, which is these songs that are the anticipating the coming of a messianic king. Psalm 119 is like a break that they put in between that to highlight the value and the importance of the word. And then we get to these Psalms from Psalm 120 to Psalm 134. And these Psalms are called the Psalms of Ascent or the Songs of Ascent. Why were they called the Songs of Ascent? Because these were the songs that the children of Israel would sing on the road to Jerusalem when they celebrated the feasts. When they celebrated the, the, the feasts of the new moons, the feasts, whenever they went on a road trip, I'm sorry. And so when they were on the road heading to Jerusalem, they would sing these songs. This was road trip music. Stay with me, y'all. If you've ever been on a road trip, you know you got that mix. You ever been on a road trip, you know you got that road trip mix. You know what I'm talking about. Right now we got kids, so it's it's uh it's a vivo. That's what we're playing right now. We're playing vivo. Um we have uh right now Encanto is starting to take over. Uh so Encanto is like the thing right now uh <laughs> for us right now. Um and we play the music, we play the songs over and over again because again, you know, we're heading to a location and we want you know, music has a way of helping us anticipate where we're going. And music has a way of helping us endure the trip and the time it takes to get there. We don't talk about Bruno. Yes, we do not. We do not talk about Bruno. Now, in the same way, the Songs of Ascent are, uh, road. this is road trip music. Imagine these people being on the road, journeying from all different places, scattered about all throughout Israel and through other regions of the world to go to Jerusalem to make sacrifices to God, to celebrate and to worship. Imagine they're going on road trips to go to the temple to worship God. <laughs> and they're singing these songs on the way there. These are songs that they sung to go to church. <laughs> and so we're reading the mixtape. These, these songs that we read, this is road trip. I'm going to call this episode uh, for the Reading Ram podcast. I'm going to call it road trip music. Or we're going to call it road trip mix. That's what these were. And so they're collected here in this particular portion. Notice that there are different authors here. We have David, we have Solomon, we have different people. But they all sung these songs on the way. So imagine these people are singing these songs because they can't wait to go to church. Imagine they're singing these songs because they can't wait to go into worship and to perform the sacrifices, to go see the priests, to go feast and to celebrate and to anticipate God bringing restoration to it. Imagine that they're singing these songs. And in these songs, we see all these themes. No notice, I'm going to go back here. We see all these themes 
unto you I lift up my eyes, O you who dwell in the heavens. They're, they're, they're anticipating, they're, they, they're believing, they're trusting, and they're relying on God. And so they're going to the temple to rely on God and to, to trust in God. Then in Psalm 124, they sing, if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, because they're remembering the stories of what had transpired, all the stuff we read already. And they're remembering the things that had happened in their history, you know, the times when they were in in captivity and the times when um, they had, they were sent away and the times where, I mean, through judges, we saw the cycles. And then through the through kings, we saw that the kings weren't the kings, that the first kings weren't the kings. And then through Chronicles, we see the story of of these kings and and how they did not obey God. They either uh, compromised or they just were in contempt of God. And so. So here they are, you know, uh, celebrating these stories and all they can remember is if it not, had not been for the Lord who was on our side, we would not even have been able to come back to this land and to go to the temple and to worship God. You have to understand the temple wasn't accessible to everyone at all times. There were only special times where they would take pilgrimages to Jerusalem to actually go to church. Because that was the one temple that they would go to. So imagine they got the mixtape playing and they're singing these songs and they're saying, if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say. And then verse eight, they're being reminded that our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Man, this mixtape, they're starting off good, right? They're starting off good. Then in Psalm 125, in this song of ascent, in this part part of the mixtape, in this part of the road trip mix, they're talking about how the strength that the Lord is their strength and the Lord was the one that sustained them and allowed them to persevere and to endure and to go through. Then you get into Psalm 126 and that's another song of ascent. And in Psalm 126, it says the Lord had done great things for us and we are glad. Imagine like you're singing these songs and they're excited, man. They're like, we're about to go to Jerusalem. We're about to go to worship. We're about to see some people we haven't seen in a long time. We're about to celebrate. We're about to, this is what they're doing, right? And so there's, there's this excitement that God has done great things for us and we are glad, right? It says, those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. He who continually goes forth weeping, bearing seed for sowing. They're just excited about the things that God has done. And we may have sown some tears, but now we're reaping in joy. Um, and they're, they're, they're vibing and they're playing the music. And then Psalm 127, uh, unless the Lord builds the house, notice what they're talking about here. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who builds it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. They're excited because they're talking about this house that has been built and, and God restoring his people. And now here they are getting to enjoy the blessing that God has given them to restore them. Psalm 128 says, blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. They're remembering that it is now their fear of the Lord that has brought them to a place where they can go and celebrate. Yes. Yes. You may see your children's children. Peace be upon Israel. And then we see it continue on. But then in Psalm 130, they're waiting for the redemption of the Lord. In Psalm 130, it says, out of the depths, I cry to you. Notice what the psalmist is doing here. He's shaping the people. Notice what the curator, the DJ is doing here in the Songs of Ascent. The DJ is curating a story as the people are on the road. 
You ever listen to a soundtrack? I know I just told y'all we got the Encanto soundtrack going heavy right now. We got the Vivo soundtrack going heavy. Um, but have you have you ever noticed that as you're singing through the soundtrack, it could be Lion King, it could be whatever. As you're singing through the soundtrack, you're remembering, you know, the movie and the things that transpired. You're remembering the story. You're being reminded as you're singing the song. You know the whole story because you watched it already. You've seen it already. These people have seen it already. And they're playing the music and the curator of these songs in this road trip mix is shaping them. And now while they're excited about this temple that has been built and they're going to this house that has been built to worship the Lord where the Lord is present. Then in Psalm 120, it says, out of the depths, I've cried out to you, Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ear be attentive. They haven't arrived yet. Like we're here, we're excited, but but this isn't fully it yet. And in verse eight, you can tell it isn't fully it, but they're anticipating because it says, and he shall redeem Israel. Israel has not yet been redeemed. He shall redeem Israel, but Israel's not done yet. How can Israel be redeemed? Psalm 131, trusting in God. Notice what the curator is doing here. Trusting in the Lord leads to the redemption. Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor my eyes lofty, neither do I concern myself with great matters. I've become a child before you. I'm not even concerned anymore because my trust in you bringing redemption to me is not in me not in my doing, not in my work, but in the Lord. And then now, if it is that, I know we're going to this building, but look at Psalm 132. In verse five, he says, until I find a place for the Lord, a dwelling place for the mighty one of Israel, David, if you're reminded, was looking for a place for the Lord. He was looking to build a house for the Lord, looking to build a temple for the Lord. Until I find a place for the Lord, I will not sleep. Remember David in all his afflictions. Notice it says, and he swore to the Lord and vowed to the mighty one of Jacob. Surely I will not go into the chamber of my house or go up to the comfort of my bed, nor will I sleep, nor will slumber come upon my eyelids until I find a place for the Lord, a dwelling place for the most high. Until I find a place for your priest to be clothed with righteousness, let your saints shout for joy. But verse 13 says, the Lord has chosen Zion. He has desired it for a dwelling place. Ah, we're getting now to something. There's an anticipation of the presence of God, the house of God. Where can Zion be found? Verse one, behold how good and pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head running down. Huh. Zion can be found in the unity of the brethren. Because it says in verse three, descending upon the mountains of Zion, 
for there the Lord commanded the blessing. So we went from, we're going to a temple and to a house where we believe the Lord is and where we can offer sacrifices to the house is in the unity of the brethren and not in the building. And then he closes with 134 and says, Behold, bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, who by night stand in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Where is the sanctuary? Where is this house? Well, we already got a hint. It says in verse 1, in Psalm 127, halfway through, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. These people are singing a road trip song to go to church only to be a foreshadow of what is to come. That while we go here to perform the sacrifice and while we go here to go to church, there's one that is coming that is going to build a house that won't be a building. Rather, he's going to build a house that will be a people. Verse two, it is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows for he, for so he gives his beloved sheep. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, people. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like the arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed. The Lord is building a house. You can go to the Bible study because we broke it down. That the house that the Lord has built is not a building. The house that the Lord has built is a people. And every stone that is built on this house is a living stone. That's where we get the terminology living stone from. Because the living stone is actually living and breathing and moving. The living stone. I, I, there was a verse I didn't give you in Bible study yesterday. I know I'm breaking, I'm breaking rank here, I'm breaking protocol here, but let's let's look at, and you guys can take this with you. First um, Peter chapter two. I should have used this one in Bible study as well because I was I was going off. Um, we just ran out of time. It was two hours, so I couldn't. I was just we had to go. Look at verse four. First Peter two verse four. Coming to him as to a living stone, rejected by men, but chosen by God and precious. Verse five, you also as living stones are being built up 
a spiritual house, a royal priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices accepted to God through Jesus Christ. The church is not a building. The church is a chosen people of God. And the stones that build up this building are alive and breathing and living. No man can build this house that God resides in. Only God can build that house. And unless God builds it, it's being built in vain. And notice what he says in that text. And I maybe we'll, I'll bring it up in Bible study next week since we can't do it. Well, the week the week after um, that I'll do it. But I want you guys to definitely go study, read, dig into all the stuff we talked about um, last night. Uh, I just posted the audio. So please go back, dig into that. I just posted the audio for that. But it says there, you also as living stones are being built up a spiritual house. That's a temple, a holy priesthood. That's the priest to offer up spiritual sacrifices. Ooh, let me help you out. These are all the elements of religion. I said this yet. I said this, uh, uh, last, last night that the Christian faith is the anti-religion. said last night that the Christian faith is opposite to religion. The Christian faith is opposite to religion. Religion has three elements. Religion generally has a temple where you go to worship. And if you have a temple to go to worship, then you need someone to administer the worship, a, a, a priest or minister who administers service to worship. And the services that he administers has sacraments, rituals, rites. And so it's temple, priests, and sacrifices. Those are the three things that we see that are elements of almost every religious expression in the world. And yet Jesus did away with all of it. Jesus did away with the temple. Jesus did away with the priest because he became the high priest and the one mediator between God and man. No man now mediates for you on your behalf. And Jesus did away with the sacrifices because he became the sacrifice for which now there need not be any sacrifice anymore. Jesus did away with the temple. He did away with the priests. He did away with the sacrifices. Therefore, he did away with religion. Jesus did away with all of that. So you don't need to go to church. You, you, you don't go to church for the sake of performing your sacrificial services. You go to gather in fellowship with the brethren. You go to be empowered, to be encouraged, but you don't go there to worship. <laughs> you go there, you can worship together, but that's not why you go there. I'm sorry, I'm ranting. I'm ranting, y'all. And notice in the text there, 
You also are living stones are being built up a spiritual house. Jesus did away with that. A holy priesthood. Now there isn't one priest. Everyone is the priest to offer spiritual sacrifice. That's what a priest does, offer spiritual sacrifices. So now we're going to be offering Jesus Christ to God. Whoa. So there is no temple because now we're the temple. Oh my gosh. Did you see that? How did Jesus do away with religion? If religion is made up of a temple, a priest of some sort, and a sacrifice, rites, rituals, whatever it is, some form of sacrifice, how did Jesus do away with it? Well, first of all, Jesus, through his sacrifice on the cross, built us up to be the spiritual house of God. Now we are the temple. There's no temple we go to. We are the temple. Secondly, he is the priest who now makes us all priests. And so now the priesthood is not in a person or someone who's elite above all people, but the priesthood now is through Christ in us, the hope of glory. We are now the royal priesthood. First Peter two, five, you can go back and check that out. It says all three. And therefore, if we're the priesthood, we offer sacrifices. Where are we going to find these sacrifices? We give Jesus as the sacrifice to God. He did away with all three. And therefore he did away with religion. So we'll get to that eventually. That changes everything. And so I go back to the Songs of Ascent. This is what we were reading. And we see a people who are singing songs heading to church only to anticipate that there will be a day when they won't have to go to church. We have something better than these people who sing these songs. We have Jesus. Did you hear me? We have something better than the children of Israel had when they went to the temple to give sacrifices to God. We have Jesus. And so because we have Jesus, these things that we read, we don't anticipate these things we read are lived out in us. So now when we go to church, we know it ain't the church till we show up. And when we go to church, we know we don't go there to worship God. We go there to be the presence of God in the building. And so now when we read these songs of ascent, the road trip music, we don't read it as something we anticipate. We read it as something that has already come into fruition. Jesus already did all of this. Jesus already accomplished all of this. 
Jesus became the dwelling place. Jesus became the high priest for which now we need not a high priest for there's no separation between God and man. Jesus became the sacrifice for which now we don't need to give sacrifices to God in order to receive favor from God. Jesus became all of that for us. Jesus ended all of that. So now the house of God is just the unity of the brethren. For Jesus said, where two or three are gathered in his name, he is also there. The house of God can be found in the unity of the brethren. So next time, we don't need to go on a road trip like they did. We've already arrived in Jesus Christ. And for that, we give God praise. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you blessed us today, Lord, with Lord, the opportunity for us to sit and to, um, to journey with the children of Israel on their road trip to, the, to Jerusalem. And while some were in exile and some had not yet seen, many, most had not yet seen the redemption, they anticipated that you would come to redeem them, to restore them, to make all things right and new. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, that you've given us the privilege to see that, Lord, to see it now in our lifetime, to know that it is a reality now for us. And so we leave here knowing, Lord, that your grace is upon us, that your presence is with us, Lord, that we are the spiritual house that has been built together and pieced together as living stones. So bless us, Lord, convict us, Lord, to live in the unity of the brethren. Convince us, Lord, to walk in unity, to dwell in unity. Lord, to not feel that you are distant from us, but to know that you are with us and that you never leave us, nor do you forsake us. And we say that in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Guys, love y'all. God bless you guys. Um, <clears throat> Again, I put the teaching on Patreon. If you're interested in becoming a patron, you can click the link in the bio. You want to stay updated. If you can't become a patron, but you want to just stay updated, just follow my Patreon. Um, I put updates there. Sometimes I make them public. Also, um, text me at 954-231-1848. I usually send updates. If I have a Bible study, um, I, I'll usually actually provide a link, even though maybe you won't be able to catch the replay, but at least you'll be able to catch the live. Um, um, and so I make that available to you guys as well, because I, I don't want anyone to not have access to, um, the teaching. And so um, I make that available to you guys. And so be sure to, to text me at 954-231-1848, 954-231-1848. So you guys can stay updated and also click the link in the profile, because I want you to also join my mailing list. I would love for you to join my mailing list. So that way we can stay connected whenever there's some news because I have some amazing news coming up. I have some amazing, awesome, incredible news coming up and I can't wait to share with you guys. Um, not ready yet because I'm waiting for the Lord to put it all together for us. And so anyway, thank you so much for the gifts. Thank you so much for the badges. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for the gifts, guys. I really appreciate you all. I appreciate all of you who support. Um, it means everything. It is your support that allows me to be here every morning. And so I love it. I love it. And um, and I just ask that you guys would keep me in prayer in the weeks to come. Um, we have some 
some decisions to make, some things we're praying about. So I'm going to ask you guys just to keep me in prayer as we transition into this new season. It's going to be pretty awesome, um, but I will um, I will keep you posted. Also, I think some of you guys are asking about the hoodie, the Jesus Peace hoodie that you see. I can't wait to share the vision on the Jesus Peace hoodie. Um, if you're interested in getting a hoodie, the I should put the link also in the bio. I should put that in, in the links in the bio. I may do that, but it's jesuspeace.store, jesuspeace.store. We got a shipment. And so if you're interested in getting some, th- th- you guys are in the pre, we're in the pre-order phase. We're not planning on launching the clothing line to support the, the ministry and support the vision until next year. We're just getting a few things in order logistically, but every time we get it in, we give you guys an opportunity to purchase. So I've got people now in Germany who are purchasing, which is really cool. People from all over the world who are who are purchasing the hoodie. So that's really cool. That's awesome. Um, but it is in support of the vision. And so it's pretty cool as well because it invites you people to ask questions. You love your hoodie. I'm so glad you got one. I'm so glad you got one. Um, South Africa loves you. I love you, South Africa. I love you. I was supposed to go to South Africa a year and a half ago, and then COVID stopped all of that. Uh, but it's JesusPeace.store. So please purchase a hoodie. Uh, it would be a blessing to us. It would be encouraging to us. And guys, I will see you tomorrow. Tomorrow is Friday. Okay. Um, I think someone said one thing. Yeah, I'll see you guys tomorrow. I think one of you guys said something or a question. I think there was one question. Uh, I don't see it. Uh, someone asked a question. Every now and then I try to answer a question, but anyway, I'm I'm, I'm almost over time. So anyway, I'll see you guys tomorrow. God bless you all. See y'all. You should make t-shirts. Yes, I'm planning on doing that. I, I've heard a lot of you say um, that we ought to make t-shirts. Yeah. Talk about membership to church. Ooh, I will be actually. I will be. That's uh, that's our fourth point in the Bible study. So jesuspeace.store, birdie. So go to jesuspeace.store and you can get a hoodie from there. All right, y'all. Um, how about next week? So next week I will be out of town, but I will make an effort to come on. I think what I may do next week is make it an open session to just answer questions and to just go through some Bible with you guys. Um, and so anyway... I may just openly study some scripture. I don't want to do the read and rant if the audio isn't right because I will be out of town. We will be in a hotel. I'll have my wife and my baby daughter in the room. So I don't know if that's going to work out for us. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But yes, go to JesusPeace.store, Tommy. JesusPeace.store. And you'll be able to find um, our inventory there. Okay. Um, Love y'all. God bless you guys. See you all tomorrow morning.